it's your favorite earth angel nosh and we are here today because we grown we are grown grown griggity grown grown and in today's episode i'm going to be talking about shadow work boundaries and curse breaking let me just ask you all how was your week are you going through your weeks being the best that you can be or are you still needing help because if you are still needing help that's okay you just need to sit down figure out what you need help in and get help in it if it's something that you can't you know do for yourself we all are a work in progress every day is a day to grow remember that and it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to be the same person you were 10 years ago today and you're not going to be the same person you are today 10 years from now it takes time be kind with yourself be patient with yourself and love yourself okay so you know the old grown folks made growing up look so easy you know graduating college look you know working a fancy job getting married having nice cars you know with the house and two plus children also making sure they showed up slaying in their own way of course for family functions you know just being that favorite elder that's funny or that's real speaks their mind or that no one can outcook and that was what accomplished seemed to look like but why didn't anyone sit us down and tell us how hard this shit really is why didn't they tell us how many times uncle ricky and aunt cookie fought behind closed doors over money and that they were actually scammers or the reason why uncle pete never left grandma's house was because he moved out realized ain't shit out here but heartbreaking bills said fuck this and returned back home why didn't they teach us about healing setting boundaries and breaking curses did they not know did they not care or did they not know how to and let's say we did have parents who sat us down and talked to us about things why are we still out here struggling and sometimes catching ourselves running back to our elders to get their approval for our grown decisions. True, we are the wiser generation. And it's time that we develop the strength behind that and face our fears head on. But in order to grow, we need to know the how to, where to, and when to the southern baptists say lean not on your own understanding but if you don't consult with the realest nigga you know a child of the father you who guides us 
with focus, confidence, logic, and clarity to meet our higher selves. And also, you being a child of the mother who guides us with emotions, intuitiveness, creativity, and stillness to meet our higher selves. Then how would we know where to start in our healing journey? Let me be the one to tell you, baby. Shadow work is your start. It took me to be 28 years old to realize, bitch, you're an adult. And even though I had been living on my own since I was 26 and was solely responsible for keeping my apartment and the things ended along with my car and jobs and insurance plans, I still felt small. And of course, that feeling stems from childhood shit and from life experiences, but I was determined to figure this out because what I didn't want to be is a 30-year-old crying over spilled milk. About shit that people, one, probably don't remember, and two, will probably never apologize for. So I had to figure out why at 28 did things hurt me to the core like it did and why I was still depending on emotional support and support period from people who intentionally were petty and negative minded about me or just didn't have the space to console me about the things that I needed to be consoled about. Which brings me to December 2020. That is a month I will never forget. That month rocked me to the core. So many emotions spewed from me in that month. And I had a clear, heartless view of the manipulative energies that had been around me and that caused me to fall in a mini depression, y'all. I mean, I'll give it a week of that month, but that week was deep dark and I never thought strength would come from that week I was simply just giving myself the space and time to feel what I was feeling you know I was honoring how I felt and I was honoring how I felt without being down on myself about how I let a situation affect me so negatively You know, we live in the I don't care era. Like, oh, that doesn't really bother me. No, that shit bothers you because it changes how you move and how you think. Anywho, I completely shut down and honed in on me. And that's where I got my deliverance. I shifted emotionally from the mindset of trying to be in obsequious child to the mindset of an accountable self-assured adult Um, I came across this article about adult child syndrome and as I read the bulletins on here this is every adult that I know (laughs) and You think you've grown until I read these bulletins off. So this is michaelsamsil.com. He is a psychotherapist in Washington State. 
and he recommends because he can't practice outside of Washington State. So I don't know if I should read these inserts or not, um, but we'll see. Uh, but he recommends a book, Complex PTSD by Pete Walker. Okay, so core traits of adult childhood syndrome. Overthinking things, y'all. We see all these memes and we agree that, oh, I just overthink and that's why I can't be in a relationship and that's why I can't do this, I can't do that. And core traits right here, you are an adult child because you just won't let things be. You know, it is what it is. There's nothing to read into it. You know, you can read into it before you do something. I feel like that that's very wise to not just be impulsive and jump into things um but while you are in there already you know you jumped into it what is there to think about now you know but i get it it says a constant search for certainty and perfectibility it says never exist in this world so the search is in vain but the adult child is vulnerable to seduction by their offer such as by cults, toxic partners, and high-demand situations. I hope y'all not out here joining no cults. It ain't even that serious. You just have an extreme need for somebody to be over you. Let me join a cult. Or, no. I, I don't think that that's wise. It says, fear of authority figures, power and control. Hmm just skimming through it nothing yeah nothing i really want to point out there judge selves harshly we all do it that's why i told you in the beginning be patient with yourself be kind to yourself my favorite thing to say is i am 29 for the first time today november 23rd at 9 or sorry 10 28 p.m okay and i'm living life for the first time in this moment it there is no reason no reason at all for me to be hard on myself like i'm living this life no matter how many lives i've lived before now but this one is totally different if i know what to do i'll be better at it but if i don't know what to do i'm just gonna live this experience and y'all need to do that emotional dependence lord this is a tendency to live as a responsible child rather than as an adult lord this was this was your girl this was me trying to be the best i can be and i told y'all in the last episode these people didn't give a damn about me. And here I was still trying to be obedient and still trying to sway them over and get them to like me and love me. And they just didn't care. But anywho, it says that is why straightforward tasks are performed conscientiously, difficult decisions, 
assertion of desire, and responsibility for overall conditions are left for others. Wow. I got to rub my eye on this one because, whoo, did I just read that? The next bulletin, guilt, fear, or unexplainable hesitancy in pursuing own adult prerogatives. Y'all, are you Google gagaing yet? Because am I reading you? <laughs> I don't want to trigger you, but I'm going to trigger you. Wants to be liked. Yep. As children, they were disliked by their parents. I ain't got to read no more. Naivety. Innocence is not recognizing a danger because of lack of experience with it. Naivety is not recognizing a danger despite experience with it. And it usually develops when in childhood dangers have come from caregivers. Next one, seeks approval. Next one, difficulty saying no. Mm, tyrants are dangerous to say no to. But the self-definition that starts with no can complete its development. Mm, Y'all, this was a good one. This was a good sight. says, frightened of strong emotions in themselves and others. Let's talk about being afraid of your own emotions. It's crazy because we all don't want to sweat. We don't want to scare anybody with how angry we can really be. And it says, as children, strong emotion or really emotional dysregulation were persecutors to someone getting hurt. Hmm. When you think about that, that is something that's major. You know, um, a narcissist don't have any um, filter over their emotions. They don't ever stop to think, what if I hurt somebody? You know, but to be frightened for a person with this trait, it shows that they could potentially become a very destructive adult because you think that you expressing your emotions means that you have to hurt somebody so you would rather not express your emotions that's crazy i mean well it's not crazy let me not say that but i mean it's just mind-blowing that you can be so afraid to show your emotions because you feel like if you show them i have to hurt you like that's wow okay external locus of control Excessive conscientiousness, poor boundaries, low self-worth, excuses the offenses of others. How many people you know say, oh, I heard what they said, but forget about it. it you know, they didn't touch me, so that's fine. You know, they can say what they want to say. It says this is a childhood habit because it is impossible to see caretakers or loved ones as villains. Oh, well, this could be a family thing because, you know, how many times have you just, oh, that's my mama. My mama going to act the way my mama going to act. No, not my mama. I don't know what y'all do with y'all mama, but not mine. And the reason why I don't have contact with my family because I'm not just to argue 
with you about how you should treat me. I'm not going to argue with you about your title and my self-respect. I'm not going to argue. So nobody has a pass and excuses anymore on my end. And I hope that, you know, you all are adapting and realizing that just because that's your mom or your dad or your aunt or your grandmother, that doesn't mean that you get to be disrespected. It says excessive altruism. That's just somebody that's overextending themselves so much that it's a burden, but they feel like they just, they just still have to give, you know, um, emotional numbness, self-isolated. It says over time, decisions driven by anxiety to Fargo this and skip that leads to an isolated existence with meager enrichment and few reality checks. Because how can you possibly interact and get a life experience when you're by yourself? You know, some people actually are alone because, like I just said, I'm using myself as an example, I've isolated my family from me because I'm not going to argue with you. So just imagine a person who thinks like me and they're think they're thinking like that about everything and everybody. Like I'm a work at home from work because I don't have time to be mingling with coworkers and dealing with coworker shit. You know, I'm going to order my food from DoorDash or Instacart because I don't, I'm not going to go out into the grocery store and interact with people like I get it because I'm there. <laughs> I'm definitely there, but we need human interaction some of us enjoyed this covid uh this pandemic break this freeze more than some people did and i'm one of those people i don't mind being by myself at all i have my spurt so when i go out into the public i'm dressing to impress i smell good i look good and i might be out for months at a time i might go out every two or three nights a week Cause I've done it before y'all know me on the poetry scene if you've uh, ever seen me out there that girl was out there but when I'm alone and I'm isolated I'm alone don't talk to me don't bother me don't breathe towards me keep your energy <laughs> impressionable black and white thinking so the black and white thinking I just adapted that I feel like I don't have respect for people in gray areas. I need you to either tell me what it is or tell me what it's not. Because if I have to read your energy in between the lines, because now I have to read you to see what your intentions are with me for not telling me the truth. So the fact that I have to put my energy into reading you might as well get ready to lose a friend because you you out of here. I don't have the energy to keep doing that to everybody I come across. I, were, I would rather you hurt my feelings and have me be like, dang, did you have to say it that blunt? Then for me to have to search and seek for what you really meant. I don't, I don't have time for it. But it pretty much says that this type of person lived with a tyrant where everything was either pleased or displeased and there was no balance in between i never grew up with that but i developed that through 
my interactions with people and actually having to read their energy to figure out that they just weren't for me, which is why they could never give me a straight answer on things. And I don't like that. So it says, let others define reality. Whew. Adult children find themselves adapting to or resisting the dogmatic assertions, demands, and judgments of tyrants in their lives. Mm. Adult children are often like the in-betweeners, working very hard to keep someone else's story working. That was me. I was always a go-getter for other people. Like, it just, it bought me pleasure. I'm telling you, childhood will fuck you up. If you don't catch that shit in time, you will end up in some of the most toxic relationships with people, places, and things. Because let me tell you, I would give anything, and I have to check myself even today, I would give anything to see somebody shine. Like, that's just my heart, you know? Especially if I'm shining, I'll go ahead and I'll help you. But I will help you even if I'm taking from my plate to help you. And I had to put a stop to it because everybody's not so generous. Everybody's not so kind. I had to put a halt to that shit. And it's crazy because I don't know why life works this way, but I've noticed that some of the people who actually help me they really are never around when i'm able to reciprocate i don't know why you know they they never are around or if i reach out to try to help they're like no i'm good on that you don't have to do that again it's that that white and black now if i'm able to help you because you helped me so much i'm gonna need you to tell me that you want my help and not assume that i'll like not assume that I should know that you need my help when you just told me you didn't want it. I don't have time for that. If I got to read into that, you're gone. Okay. What else? It says, take everything personally. That's us. That is us. We take everything personally. We're sensitive. But here it says, as children, everything that came at them from the tyrant, I like the way they use that, the tyrant, <laughs> was in fact targeted approval and disapproval, reward and punishment. Y'all, this was a really good article. I have two more bulletins. I actually had to, just a little FYI, had to re-record because... I was already to my third bulletin, which is curse breaking at 14 minutes. I was like, nah, I got to go back and, and expound on some of these bulletins because I mean, I didn't mind my podcast being 20 minutes, you know, 25 minutes, but I thought that let me expound on some of these in case they don't get the chance to go to this website. Again, it's Michael Samsel, S-A-M-S-E-L. Dot com and you can just look up adult child syndrome and you can actually send him an email and his number is posted too so after we take everything personally it says have trouble discussing problems you know that's us 
like I said, we are in the era of, I don't want nobody to see me sweat. I don't want anybody to see me sweat. It says this is because they feel they are being blamed for any problem that arises. Ooh. Even if they absolutely aren't being blamed or couldn't possibly be responsible, they hear the statements of others as blame. This is because the tyrants always blame them and when something went wrong, even if they couldn't possibly be responsible. <sighs> Y'all, us and these tyrants. Let's talk about these tyrants. I can't. The last bulletin says, crave absolution. Adult children want to be relieved of the responsibility of putting any preference or impulse into the world. They are reburdened with doubt, guilt, and self-blame. They are always trying to do the right thing because then right, whatever it is, has responsibility, not them. It is unthinkable to do their thing. So they either do the right thing, which of course could be anything or sometimes do for others but they struggle to exercise a sense of agency. Obsessive compulsive behavior is at core, seeking absolution. <sighs> Y'all, we didn't have some things, we have some things that we are harboring. And that's why I told y'all number one <laughs> is definitely shadow work. Because you have to figure out what's wrong with you. Do you know if you really just step outside of yourself and look at your fucking family that you can see just in generations? Like how many of y'all actually have like five generations or six generations that you can see? Sometimes you can see that your mother still is trying to please her mother who is still trying to please her mother who is still trying to please her mother. Like... Just look at your family. If your family can stem back a few generations, just look at them and see. So at the end of this article, it says life is challenging. It doesn't have to be complicated. And that is very true. This was a good one. I like him. I like you, Michael. Okay. Next to boundaries. So... For a year now, I've been forming some necessary boundaries. And even if my boundaries get a little extra, a little theatrical, a little dramatic, you know, like having people take off their shoes when entering my home, I feel like you're either going to take your shoes off and sit down or you're going to take your ass back home. And that's actually been a solid boundary of mine since I've moved by myself. But I realized I am far more precious than my fucking flooring. So <laughs> let me see who can and can't handle more personal boundaries, y'all. Now that I'm a self-assured adult, this setting personal boundaries should be easy, right? Or at least that's what I thought. But I was expecting other grown people to respect my space and wishes. But oh, how extra folk who don't even want to respect you can be. You know, I had folk trying to convince me that I shouldn't have certain boundaries. 
and that my boundaries apply to everyone except them because they were friends and family. And I even had people set the same boundaries just to mock me. Like, oh, you set this boundary. I'm going to set this boundary with you too. Like, bitch, how old are we? Five? Are we in kindergarten? Come on. And I know you asking, like, who are these fucking people? Girl, they ghost. Men, they ghost. That's who they are because they ass is non-existent today. Because what I don't have time for is games. So after I miserably failed at setting boundaries that stick with people who I thought were my friends and family, but succeeded at releasing what no longer served me, I began to feel lighter. Now I can breathe a little bit more. I didn't have to worry about, you know, who was going to cross this boundary today or who really just didn't like my boundary, you know, who really fucked with me, who really didn't. And, you know, that gave me a clearer view on, you know, what my personal issues were versus what my spiritual cycle was. And that's a whole nother episode, but I'll touch on it a bit here. So, I mean, pretty much boundaries, we don't even have to expound on it. You set them and you forget them. What that infomercial used to say, set it and forget it. That's what you do with your boundaries. It's not hard. It's going to be hard seeing the people that you love have to be out of your life because they don't respect you. But what is it in you that makes you not want to respect me? You have to look at it like that. How much could I be bringing out of you for you to respect me? I don't have time to be figuring that out with you because what I said was what I said. And that's what it is. So you either work on yourself and realize that I was setting that boundary to pretty much exalt me and love me and not make you feel any type of way. Because some people do feel like when you set boundaries, you're out to get them. This is not about you. Why are you feeling this way? Why are we arguing about this? But that actually led me, them boundaries led me to realizing what my curse was, my generational curse. So for those of you who don't know, breaking a generational curse is a 25-8 job and you will need all of the energy one vessel can glean, okay, from source energy to break these bad boys. But first, before you go into spiritual warfare, you have to step outside of yourself and look at your surroundings. Like I said earlier, and specifically your bloodline and find focus and what do all these people have in common? Are they victims of molestation? Are they alcoholics? Are they in domestically violent relationships, etc.? Whatever it is that your family, your family's demon is, I'll say, you need to figure out what that is. And then you need to see how that same mess has spilled over into your life. And when you realize that it's okay to honor your feelings, it's okay to cry about it. It's okay to be angry about it. Honor your feelings at that point and then figure out what you need to do to break that cycle, even if it's something 
as simple as getting therapy. And I say as simple as getting therapy because to me, therapy is the best thing and the easiest thing that you can do. Now, if somebody told you, oh, to break this cycle, you had to go and confront this person. Would you rather sit in therapy or go tell this person to their face? Hey, I know the demons that you have and that you brought over this family. Hell no, therapy is way better because what you can do in therapy is make sure those demons don't spill over into your mindset and into your family tree, whatever family is branching from you. You know, sometimes you do get the opportunity to confront those demons in your family. But we all know sometimes that don't turn out like it's supposed to turn out. So I think therapy is much easier. But if you want to confront the people in your family and you're strong enough to go back and forth with people who don't respect you or your boundaries and things of that nature, go ahead. Because I've tried and I don't want to say I've failed, but it's just, what am I arguing with you for? So proceeding. So once you know what's wrong with you, you are responsible for freeing yourself and your ancestors from another lifetime of imprisonment. This could be something that your family has experienced generations, tens of generations before you. And here you are, you are aware you are spiritually aware, you are self-aware, and you know that, hey, this is not right. This is not how it's going to be. And you acting on this and healing yourself, you could be freeing your whole line, past and future of imprisonment. So I had to sit down in my shadow work and I had to figure out what my curse was. And I found out my my curse is financial lack. Uh, I wasn't taught to save money. But I do remember times when I did save money. I was persuaded to give my money to whoever, you know, knew that I had it. Whatever adult knew that I had money, they felt it was their money because I was the child and they were the adult. And they watched me or they took care of me or they were this to me or that to me or... Them people straight just stole my money from me. Like, you don't need that. Give it here. So that made me cold with money. Cold then eat. Okay? Made me cold with money, but not smart with it. Not smart at all, y'all. I've been working two to three jobs since I was 18 years old. This is my first year trying this whole entrepreneur thing and not working for anybody literally but myself. And I would work two or three jobs just to have money to spend. And I never saved because I didn't want it to be a lie when I said I didn't have money. That's right, y'all. I didn't have no boundaries. I would rather spend all of my money on myself and be broke than to have money and tell people no when they asked for it the shit is sick right but imagine how many adults in their mid-30s and up are still like this well anywho that way of life had me lose a lot of material things and i thought it was nothing because i always bounced back sometimes it took 
a year. Sometimes it took three months. But I had a new whatever I lost. And that's what I actually saw growing up. So I thought it was normal. You know, I thought, oh, hey, when you lose this, you work hard and you get this again. You know, I didn't know that there was a such thing as maintaining things. Um, but once I realized that focal point was poor money management, I had to make some changes. And to be real, the majority of us were born into a paycheck to paycheck household and the people who housed us never became anything or invested anything to hand off to us and then had the audacity to kick some of us out at 18 with nothing to sustain ourselves but even though your parents didn't become anything for themselves, I wanted to, I want to say so badly for you because at that point you didn't ask to be here. You didn't ask to be here. So they should have worked their asses off to become millionaires. I feel I'm going to just say it, but even though they didn't, the fact that you're 18 and on your own now, you can't even think about that. My friend, what you need to think about now is, okay, I'm out here and now I know this curse and so I can attack it. You can change the narrative and you are never too old to do that. You are never too old to gain the millions of dollars you feel that your parents should have gotten for you or that they should have had. You are never too old to go after the lifestyle that you want. Okay, they have that little saying, grind in your 20s, um, something in your 30s, then this in your 40s. No, that's not even realistic, you know, because I mean, I was definitely grinding in my 20s, working two and three jobs, legit, <laughs> having two and three jobs every year. But I wasn't saving that fucking money <laughs> at all. I was living my life. But I want you to know that this information, if you actually sit down and do the work, is going to be so beneficial for you. It's going to help you be more in tune with yourself and your wants and your needs and your desires. It's going to help you speak those affirmations for your needs and your wants and your, your desires is going to help you journal about your needs and your wants and your desires. You cannot start self-development if you don't know where you come from. Because if you don't know where you come from, how can you know where you are going? We are grown. And it's more than having a fancy nine to five. We are grown and it's more than having an apartment and having a partner and having children. We are grown. It's mental. Do you know how many childish adults are out here? I was one of them, even though I wasn't hurting anybody's feelings, even though I wasn't playing anybody, even though I wasn't scamming anyone. I was a child at heart because I wanted so badly to feel loved by the people who didn't love me. 
still almost 30 years old, I was being obedient. Obedient to what? They've done their job. They raised me poorly, but they raised me. And I'm more emotionally intelligent now because this is something that I was destined to be. I love who I'm becoming. I love who I am. And I want y'all all to love who you are too. Because some of y'all have y'all fancy jobs and careers and houses and banks and, you know, loads of money. But you are still a child. Those bulletins prove that some of us are still children. Or pretty much, I think all of us are. Nobody is a full-blown adult. In the economy that we are in, with the many souls that we've come into passing with and just the spiritual side of it too. Have you ever been around somebody and they say, you act just like this person. That person died like 80 years before you was born, but somebody's still alive and they know that here you are in the flesh acting like this person. It's deep. We have to heal. That can be a good thing that you're like that person or a bad thing. But just saying that we have to heal. So I have an affirmation from you. I hope y'all liked my memes. I tried to find so many I'm grown memes. But I just stuck with the, the ones that I found. I was trying to find like a cute little poem or something just to let people know that, you know, Something like Still I Rise or A Phenomenal Woman, but about being grown and I couldn't find anything. But I do have an affirmation and I want you to place your hand on your heart, both hands on your heart. Uh, we're going to start doing this. Place both hands on your heart and just breathe and just say this until you believe it. And it is, I am grown. I am healed and I am confident in my abilities. I am grown, I am healed, and I am confident in my abilities. Do you feel that? I want you to be confident in yourselves. You are exactly where you need to be. You are living today for the first time. The first hours. The first night. The first of the first, okay? You in alpha mode today, and every day is alpha. So just be firm in that. You're going to make mistakes for today. It's destined. If you don't make mistakes today, then okay, you didn't make mistakes today. But if you do make mistakes today, you made them for the first time today, okay? Well, time is about up, and I thank you for your ears, your hearts, and your minds. My heart is full, as always, and until next time, heal, grow, and be you.
do you for you. Bye.